up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and then we just give our honest reaction to it. It's typically our first time hearing whatever release it is. Um, we are, we're not ill-intentioned, even if we don't like something. Our main goal here is to get stuff out to the public, hopefully get new bands into people's ears, encourage people to buy physical media, to go support bands in their area, even if it's something that we don't like. Typically speaking, we like to encourage people to keep it up. Um, punk, hardcore, and the various related minutiae and subgenre. Uh, subgenres are some of the only things that Nate and I really enjoy genuinely. Uh, so we just like to talk about it for a couple hours every week. And uh, like I said, hopefully put some new music in the ears of everybody. The format is very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get between, uh, we usually get through between five and six every week. And uh, that's really all there is to it. And then, you know, it's obviously sprinkled with uh, a, a fair helping of um, related diatribes. Um, speaking of which, to any of our weekly listeners, you might be asking yourself, Gray, last episode, you mentioned maybe doing a bonus episode where uh, you guys would respond to the all of the calls that had built up over the last few weeks and we did indeed record such an episode um i somehow i'm not sure how but i managed to delete five uh, so almost half of the messages that were supposed to go in the show before getting them into the editor so when I went to edit it the other night, I was just missing five voice messages, which is about accounts for about half of the show that we recorded, which was a little over an hour long. So I spent the last couple of days trying to figure out how to salvage that episode and if I can. So, so the voicemail episode might be coming and it might not. It just depends on whether or not I can make a cohesive episode out of, out of what we got. It was just like sort of a bonus. Um, yeah. You know, so it's not a huge deal if it's if it's lost. And um, I feel like there's an expiration date on that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I might, you know, if I can if I can figure out a way within the next couple of days to uh, to salvage the episode and get something good out of it, then I'll throw it up. But if not, then uh, it was a valiant effort that I managed to fuck up. So yeah. there you go. There you yeah. go. Um, you also might have seen uh, we got uh, we've got a new computer. Um, Huge shout out to everybody who donates via the Patreon. Uh, it, all the, the computer was entirely funded via p Patreon donations. Um, the mics that we've bought for the show thus far have been funded via Patreon donations, so it goes a long way. We don't put any of the money in our own pockets at this point. We just throw it all right back into front of house shit uh, for the podcast to, to keep the quality coming up steadily, hopefully. Uh, the next investment is an interface and some microphones so that we can... Uh, we can up the the audio quality, so that should be. I, I was looking into it on Amazon. You can do like five month payment plans. Um, so Layaway. yeah, basically, um, that's what my little brother did for his audio equipment. So yeah. so we might be able to. We might just be able to in one fell swoop order uh, a couple microphones and an interface next month. And uh, so you know, possibly within the next few weeks, you might be hearing a, a market improvement in sound quality. Um, beyond that, Nate, you got any, uh, you got any points of order that you'd like to address before we jump into the show? No, I just, uh, you know, has anything happened this past week? Is there anything that, 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 that our attention should be drawn to? I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. No. I, uh, 
Yeah, I started watching Star Trek Picard. How is um, it? It's good. I'm only one episode in, but it sold me. Um, okay. So it looks good. It's got uh, Patrick Stewart as a producer and uh, lots of cameos of all of your favorite Star Trek alumni. Um, so I'm kind of sold on it. We've got the, uh, there's like the 30 day trial for whatever the fuck it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're not going to let them get us. We're going to, we're going to binge that over the next week and then dump it. I might try that out too. My, uh, my friend Moy- Meyer, who plays in Moist Boy, um, he was kind of deriding the series and saying that it kind of misses the point of what Star Trek is and it ups the ante in a way that vibes more with what a lot of modern audiences might expect in the sense that you can't just have these sort of pedestrian everyday science fiction, like emphasis on the science part of science fiction um, series anymore. Everything has to be ultra high stakes and ultra high action. Um, no, I feel that. I feel that. It's one of the reasons why I don't like the, any of the new Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just shit, right? I mean, right. they're trying to be... Um, Maybe Star Trek, Star Wars, with a little more like rock and roll. You know that that one right. fucking the last movie, what he's riding around on a fucking dirt bike while Beastie Boys are playing. Come the fuck yeah. on, yeah. I'm not really gonna go see that, dumb. right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but you know that said, the first episode of Picard moved pretty quick. In the first, it moved pretty quick to sort of get you brought up to speed, which I would have liked a, a slower burn. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it takes place in the known universe, in the known canon of Star Trek. Right. Um, which is nice because I have no interest in the new canon, the alternate modern Kirk and all that shit. Yeah, I feel that for sure. I mean, I so, so I like I like a couple of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies for what they are, like the first two. They're fun movies, but they're not Star Trek movies to me, and I never, ever revisit them. I watched them like... The one time I saw them in theaters and I was like, all right, well, those were those were fun sort of action adventure space romps that had very little to do with Star Trek to me. And, you know, I saw the last one when it came out and I thought it genuinely fully like full stop. It sucked. Um, Yeah. Not just as a Star Trek movie, but as a movie in general. So. Right. Like, how could it not? Right. Yeah. I mean, the the second one, The Wrath of Khan with. um. Billy Bob Cummerbund is fucking con. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, come on, that movie sucked. And uh, the perfect example of, I mean, this isn't a movie podcast, right? But like perfect example of showing more than you need to show during the fight scene and all that sort of stuff. It yeah. looked like a, it looked like two cartoons fighting on a train. For sure. And like I said, I mean, it was a fun enough movie for what it was, but like also the original you know, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan is one of my favorite films of all time, let alone Star Trek movies. It's just straight up one of my favorite movies. I think it's an absolute cinematic triumph. Um, And like the character of Khan is such a definitive fucking role and such a definitive character that to, to just the hubris of deciding to reinvent and reinterpret Khan of all the people that you could is is offensive to uh, my sensibilities as a Star Trek fan. Yeah, and Star Trek is... Star Trek should be about, as Meyer said, it, it should be about not necessarily the highbrow, high couture science fiction, right? But mm-hmm. at, least, at least give us something a little more... Um, I guess a little more intelligent than um, Star Wars. 
For sure. And I, I, I like I like the pedestrian nature of a lot of the struggles that are are explored via um, you know, uh Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Like just what happens when the holodeck's on the fritz? You know, just I don't know, that sort of slice of life um element that's present in those old series is really the thing to me that sets it apart from a lot of other science fiction series. So ideally that's what I'd like, you know, to yeah. get out of a Star Trek series, but nonetheless, I'm probably going to give, give, give Picard a try. I mean, I, I certainly have, uh, I got nothing better to do with my time. I fucking might as well. So, right. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything exciting has, has really happened in, in the last week as far as I'm aware of anyway. Uh, I mean, what could possibly have happened, right? I don't, I don't live on the internet much, so if there's any sort of drama going on, I'm not uh, I'm not kept abreast of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did. Uh, I this is this the second podcast I've recorded today. I went on the the E Word podcast earlier today, an emo podcast, um, and just talked about hardcore. And uh, I think that comes out not this coming Monday, but maybe the following Monday. So if you're interested in uh, me talking about hardcore on a different podcast that isn't Demo Listen, you can tune into that. But other than that, I don't really have any news. Same, same what old shit. What hardcore band did you tell them to listen to? Did you, did you, did you take my advice? <laughs> yeah, I told them to only listen to later era Life of Agony um, and beat down. <laughs> Right. No, no, I did not. I, I, I did not take your advice. I tried to, I tried to come at it in earnest. Did, did my best. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I, knew, I, I knew you would be dis- disappointed. I mean, it would have been just so much better if you would have stayed in character and, um, you know, not taken it seriously Yeah. and uh, really tried to steer people wrong. Well, I just, I, I really didn't have it in me because I, I, I didn't want to betray the good faith of the hosts who invited me on, who are, are very nice people. <laughs> I would have felt incredibly bad if I would have wasted two hours of their time by just talking a bunch of bullshit, um, especially, especially considering the fact that one of the members is genuinely into punk and hardcore in a big way. Right. Uh, so they would have seen through my ruse very quickly. Okay. So first off. Uh-huh. You can't waste two hours of somebody's time when they're already wasting time on a podcast about <laughs> punk or emo or anything like that. Because the time is already wasted. It's already wasted, right? <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, come on, you know. And, and, uh-huh. and second, if that person's already on the on that E-word podcast and he's already into it and in the know, what the fuck did they need you to, for? You should come in there and stir the pot a little bit <laughs> and, uh, you know try to stir up a little a little shit a little controversy well i think even the fact that they had me on the show in the first place is stirring up a little controversy because i am uh i am widely hated in the in the emo community at large so um <laughs> what were you gonna say <laughs> nothing nothing i was gonna make a, a i was gonna make a disparaging remark as one would expect but i, I didn't <laughs> okay, the moment has passed fair enough uh, I just received um, a really great image from you. It's it's kind of a continuation of what you sent last week, but a little bit different twist on it. It's just a little thought I wanted to pass on to you. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Um, I had somebody ask to see the picture last week after the episode dropped, and I had to decline. Um, and I'm going to have to do the same thing tenfold with this image because it it adds some other dimensions to what I'm actually seeing that somehow make it worse 
than what I saw last week. So <laughs> it's not bad at all. <laughs> no, I think it's actually quite quite good. It's really really good. I'm gonna gonna save that. Maybe make it my phone background. There you go. Um, so uh, on that note, I guess we'll get into the queue this week. I will say. We have got one thing that we are going to play this week, no matter what. Uh, it is my friend's band, uh, my friend Skyler and Ben's band, Who Decides. Skyler and Ben are half of the band Taking Meds. And then I know at least one member of the band, Drews, plays in the band as well, who is a Rochester-based band that I really enjoy. Um, they are a new hardcore band that is dropping a six-song EP on cassette via Head to Wall. Um, I think the pre-orders are up right now, so if you like what you hear, you can go to headwall head dot. I think it's a big cartel, but if you just type in head to like the number or the letter two or the number two, I was right the fucking first time. I'm going to kill myself. Uh, the number two wall um, on Google, it should come up with their web store. Um, so we got uh, we got who decides in the queue. Then we have got a brand new offering from the band Gum, who uh, you and I both enjoy a lot. They played at my house mm-hmm. last year. I really liked their last EP. This is a new three-song EP that they just dropped. Then we have got a returning band that uh, has been submitted previously, but we didn't get around to them. And then Damien, who sings in the band, resubmitted them. It is As Friends Rust with their uh, first new song since 2002. As I mentioned the last time they were in the queue, I do remember a time in my life where I liked As Friends Rust a lot. I don't know if that moment has passed. I guess if we get uh, if we get that song, I will uh, I will find out. Then we have got the Dub Project. I think the Dub Project. I think this is another thing that has been submitted um, previously. This was submitted uh, by a guy named Logan who listens to the podcast. I'm not sure if Logan is trolling us with this. Um, the art and the description of the album. Seem like it, it could be something that is well outside of our purview, but I guess we'll find out if we land on it. Then we have got Vital Sense. This was submitted by one of the members of the band. It was described as in the lineage of Strife, um, which you know can go either way for me. I, I think Strife has some bona fide bangers, but they're not one of the standouts of that '90s scene for me per se. Uh, kind of one of those bands who I recognize their greatness while at the same time just not being a band that I revisit often. Mm. Then we have got Old Coffins. This is described as occult noise rock. Um, I like I like the occult and I like noise rock. Um, the pairing of the two things together as a genre description, uh, it, it seems like it could be a little touch and go for me. Um, not touch and go the label, but rather whether or not I'll actually enjoy this. Uh, this I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily sold on that description. Then we have got the band Tourist. This was also self-submitted by the band. The release is Domestic Scene. This is a Chula Vista hardcore band with some power violence leanings. Then we have got MS Paint. This is the newest offering from the Hattiesburg, Mississippi scene. DD from Judy and the Jerks and various other bands down there is singing for this band. Uh, so I fully expect it to be good. I've seen, uh, I've seen the name passed around, and he's been talking about uh, releasing this for a while now. And I think, I think that this is their debut cassette. Uh, then we have got Drug Toilet, which is a great band name. With their demo 2020, this was also submitted by the band. I think they submitted it at the beginning of April. Um, the day it came out on April 12th, they submitted it, and then they just recently resubmitted it. They said it was like fast, hardcore punk, informed uh, as much by anti-Kymex as it is New York hardcore, so that might hit the sweet spot. 
And then last up, we have got Go, Go, Go. This is a new Bloomington, Indiana band featuring one of my favorite people, Dirty John, John the Hippie, um, a Fort Wayne punk and hardcore luminary who has lived in Bloomington, Indiana for quite a while now, many, many years. He owns Rhett Skateboarding down there. Uh, he sent this over. He said it's a two-piece. He's playing drums and doing vocals, and his friend Rick is doing vocals and playing bass. He said neither of them have played either of the instruments that they're playing in this band before, and it's just two 37-year-old dudes playing thrashy punk and, and having fun. So that uh, that completes the queue this week. Do you want to lead with the song that we are uh, debuting for Who Decides? Sure, why not? I mean, we we have to get to it, so why not just do it? Right, exactly. So I get, apparently got, they decide, right? Yeah, right. They they have already they've decided for us. So I sent that to your email. Um, if you're hearing this, this is the first time that anybody out of the uh, outside the inner circle or the label has heard it. But uh, if you like what you hear. I imagine it's pretty representative of the rest of the, well, I know for a fact it's representative of the rest of the release. Um, so, you know, go pick it up on Head to Wall. So we are going to listen to the song Week by Who Decides off of their self-titled debut, debut EP. So we just heard the song Week by Who Decides off of their self-titled debut cassette. Nate, what'd you think of that? That was pretty good. Yep. I, I enjoyed that. It was angry. It was the right length. Um, I like, yeah, I like the anger. I like the aggression. I like the uh, the song length. Um, and overall delivery was loud as fuck in my headphones. Um, I, I The first time I, I, I turned it on, I... Uh, I about fell out of my chair. Um, but yeah, I liked it. That's that's what happens when uh, people who play in active touring bands with even the, a marginal level of success start hardcore bands and then record and actually kind of know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you get recordings that sound good, but still, like they sound good in terms of their a higher fidelity, but they also sound like they're supposed to sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff is really good. Uh, I think Skylar is a really good lyricist. He has a way of... Uh, of taking complex ideas and framing them in a very succinct way that works incredibly well in a hardcore format. I like his lyrics and taking meds a lot. And I think his writing style translates incredibly well to hardcore. Um, this is very much just sort of an abridged version of what he does in taking meds. Um, yeah, really good stuff. He's drawing, you know, they're obviously drawing from um, some of the contemporary Boston hardcore stuff. They all like the rival mob a whole lot. There's obviously some notes of that in there. It's not a world apart from, stuff that you're hearing coming out of New Jersey right now, like uh, Gel, 
Um, it's it's hard, it's strictly speaking hardcore punk um, with a decidedly East Coast vibe to it, and uh, I really can't be mad at that when it's executed as well as this. Like I said, the production is is slick but not overproduced. It just works for what it is. Um, as you said, the brevity, the song length is there. Uh, it's a, I think it, the EP is like six songs in eight and a half minutes, which is just about right. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're paying for a, a, a an okay chunk, uh, of music. You know, you're getting almost 10 minutes of music for five bucks or whatever on a cassette. That's not, that ain't bad. Um, especially as, uh, again, these are all people who play in bands that have been touring and have been touring musicians for a decade plus. Um, but, uh, you know, for a first offering, this is definitely head and shoulders above what most what most first releases from bands are. That's for sure. Yeah, that was pretty good. I uh, it didn't really like knock my socks off or anything, but um, compared to a lot of stuff that comes through, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, for sure. So if you uh, if you enjoy that, like I said, you can pick it up via Head to Wall. Just uh, check out their uh, their web store, and the cassette is up for pre order right now. I strongly recommend getting it. I've heard the rest of the release. I enjoyed it a whole lot. If you like what you heard there, like I said, it's pretty representative of the rest of the tape. So you'll probably dig the uh, dig the rest of it. And I, I strongly recommend checking it out. If we ever get out of uh, if we ever get out of quarantine, um, and shows can ever happen again. It's something that I would like to book in my basement, but that is that remains to be seen if we'll ever actually reach that point. Yeah. So uh, on that note, let's roll the dice and see what's uh, what's up. Okay, let's get into it. Um, eight. Okay, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, eight is Drug Toilet. The Bandcamp <laughs> is drugtoilet.bandcamp.com. Okay. As I said, this was submitted by the band. I really don't know anything about it i saw somebody big up it in the facebook group and say it was really good stuff uh, i know it's from detroit like i said i mean the description of anti-chimex meets you know early new york hardcore definitely piques my interest um if that's an accurate descriptor i'm i'm totally on board for that um so do you just want to listen to the opening track on this it looks like it's a four song release yeah was uh i'm, it's I'm pretty still, rep- i'm still getting to it the cold the cold seep song yeah, Cold Sheep. Yep. Okay. It's pretty representative of, of the song lengths. All the songs uh, come in at uh, just a little bit over a minute, up to a minute and a half long. So I think we're safe just uh, hearing what they decide to open with. So we're going to listen to Cold Seep by Drug Toilet off of their demo 2020. All righty.
right, we just heard the songs Cold Sleep and Wrath slash Street Fire by Drug Toilet off of their demo 2020. Yeah, so this grew on me as we listened to it more and more. Um, I like this. I like this because it's kind of fucking weird. Yeah, it's really um, weird, actually. Yeah, I mean, like... When the guys, the guy, the the vocal, the vocals, it's, it's all the same guy. It's like one guy, as far as like you know, the information. It's mysterious. It's weird. It sounded like Joe D'Annunzio and Ray Capo fighting a fucking cat in a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, with Donald Duck commentating on occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when there was a lot going on with the vocal delivery that was that was fucked up and weird, and and like the reverb, there was a lot of like Ray Capo, like wah, 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 like mush mouth shit going on. Right. Um, so some some grasshoppers twat sort of stuff going on. <laughs> um, which is a reference to uh, you know, yeah. Never nevertheless, it's an inside joke. Um. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked it as it went on. It's, it was dark and it was weird and it had a distinct, like one man band sound to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of like this. Yeah, me too. It was, it was genuinely weird and off putting in a way that I didn't necessarily expect. Uh, the right. name drug, drug toilet paid off. You, you delivered on the promise, uh, promise of that name. Um, the email, that he sent me to he or she or they or whatever, whoever sent me this. Um, I really like it too, because it's written like it's written like a non-native English speaker kind of. Okay. Um, just like the syntax. It's, it's really subtle. It's no, no sort of like glaring in no, no sort of glaring errors per se, but just weird syntax. It's so the, it's from the drug to- toilet email. It says, please play on demo. Listen, dot, 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 dot. I would wreck songs one and two, but if you can do one, maybe song two, dot, 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 dot. Short, fast, hardcore songs with influence of anti-Kymex, old NYHC, and ringworm, dot, 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 dot. Thank you. Yeah. And those so, those influences stand out in the fucking song. That Yeah, definitely do. Um, in a way that is, I got to give it to you, like I said, a genuinely unique synthesis of those influences. Um, I mean, I guess... It, it's it's almost it's almost Japanese in vibe, yeah. Um, you yeah. know what I mean? It's 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 blown out. The production is like blown out. The the vocals are over the top, bombastic. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, it has it definitely has a distinct one man band uh, vibe to it. The the drums are are clearly programmed, but I think it works just fine for what this is doing. Right. Um, yeah. It was it was off putting in a way that I found really really charming. I, I think I I think I ended up liking this quite a lot. I didn't know yeah. how I felt at first, but as like as you mentioned, the further we got into it, the more it really grew on me. And I was like, okay, I think this is a person who who maybe really understands what they're going for in a way that you might not get. Yeah, for with sure. Just, I, just a passive listen. I'd like to have more information on who it is because this isn't their first fucking rodeo, right? Um, and yeah, it's like. It, there's this like there's this quality to the songs it was almost like they were slightly warped like it like you were playing a seven inch at, at a 30 at 33 when it's supposed to be a 45 right yep it's it kind of sounded like you were listening to it at the wrong tempo except of course that you're not because it's you know on a bandcamp page mm-hmm. um yeah the more i think about this the more i like it the, the more off-putting it is i would like to see it translated live yeah you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, it would be interesting to see if this could be executed live in a way that was uh, 
that felt like a, a, a good payoff after hearing this, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, especially because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like processing going on that like, you have to have the vocal delivery that way. If you're going to do it live. Right. right. Well, yeah, for sure. For it sure. has to sound like that. Right. Because to me, that's what made this. I mean, every the music was fine. The music was, was mid tempo for the most part and plotting like dark, hardcore, mm-hmm. um, but the thing that really sold it for me was just like what a fucking howling nightmare at the bottom of a well um, the vocals were. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like th- th- this record almost sounds like somebody making fun of Youth Attack. Yes. You know, but but again, in a way that I really like. Right. Um, yeah. Like and as you just said, yeah, not not only the more I listen to it, the more I enjoyed it, but the more I just think about it conceptually, the more I enjoy it. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I think I can definitively say I like drug to- toilet a lot. I thought that was I thought that was really interesting, um, funny, uh, and something I would definitely pick up a physical copy of. So if if you if you end up putting that out on a tape or a seven inch or something, you know, I I would definitely pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So uh, the the name drug toilet um, um, sort of brought me back because I used to make drug tro- toilets when I was young. Okay. I would, uh, I, I made what I called potions. I made <laughs> witches potions. I lived with my grandmother and I would, I would get her, her pills and her drugs. I get the witches pills and drugs out of, uh, her medicine cabinet and I would <laughs> dump them in the toilet. <laughs> and then I would mix it with other household chemicals that I found around just to see what would happen. You know, I'd be like seven years old. Just because I remember when I was when I was very young, I did something like I took Drano and I mixed it with bleach or Clorox, or, you know, like like or, or or like some some something else in my basement, and it gave off a lot of fumes, and it got hot, and it, and it, and it like scared me, and it filled the basement with this horrible these horrible noxious fumes, and that sort of like got my brain thinking when I was a young kid, what else can I find that I can mix together and make weird potions with? Right. And so I used to break into my grandmother's medicine cabinet. Well, it wasn't really a break in. I would just go to it and I would grab all of her medication and smash it up, open the capsules up and just dump it all into the commode and stir it around, (laughs) not understanding anything about chemistry. And then I would go get like bleach and you know Drano and other stuff, and mix it all together, and uh, see what would happen in the toilet. So usually, a, a few times a year, my grandmother would find that her entire medical supply had been raided, and she uh, had no more drugs to take. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. That's very fucking in character. Yeah, and that's uh, it's good to know that you've been at that your core. You've been the same person since the age of seven, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Grasshopper's Twat reference refers to, and I can't remember what, God, what Youth of Today song is it? Anyway, it sounds like he's saying Grasshopper's Twat. Yeah. Grasshopper's Twat. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Grasshopper's Twat. Yeah. (laughs) I can't can't recall what song it is off the top of my head, but I I know the reference. And, And once you hear the song and once you hear him say Grasshopper's Twat, you'll never hear him say what he's actually saying again. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there was, um, there's like that old episode of, of, uh, Dexter's lab where he learns French in his sleep. You remember yeah. that episode, but he only learns the the phrase omelette du fromage. Yeah. 
and all of the girls at school are like, oh, Dexter, let me hear your French accent again. And he just keeps saying omelette du fromage. Mm -hmm. There was like a meme format for a while that was like the girls being like, let me hear your whatever accent again. And then substitute in a different figure and a phrase for Dexter and omelette du fromage. Yeah. And there's one that's like, oh, Ray, let me hear your youth crew accent again. And it's a picture of Ray screaming and the letters are just like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it's really, really very good. Very niche content, oh, but really good. It's Together. That's the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. if you listen to Together and he says right from the start, because I was like looking through and here it is. When he says right from the start, it sounds like grasshoppers twat. So, so pause this episode, go listen to together by uh, youth of today and report back with your findings. Well, Does I think the, the, I think that we found the intro song. Oh yeah. True. Good fucking point. Right. That is a very good point. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, on that note, I guess we can move on from drug to toilet, but I, like I said, I enjoyed that a lot. I thought it was very endearing. You know, I don't know how. I don't know how much of that I want to hear. I will say that, you know, I don't, I don't want to hear a full length of that, but I, I could definitely hear a couple tapes worth of that, you know, a couple five sure. or six on cassettes. I, I could get Well, that. that's also the limitation of like the one man thing, right? Sure. I mean, a full band, I'd be much more interested in hearing a full band of that than, you know, a full length of just one man recording sort of thing with program drums. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Uh, so on that note, yeah, shout out drug to toilet. Whoever is doing that, you uh, you seem like a genuine weirdo, and I'm 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 very much down with that. I enjoyed it a lot. Hit let's, the nail uh, on the head. Let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Six. All right. Six. Okay. Six is tourist. The Bandcamp is touristcv.bandcamp.com. This is a Chula Vista hardcore band with uh, some power violence leanings, according to their own description. This was mastered by Will Killingsworth, and it was mixed by Trevor Vaughn of uh, the Rival Mob, Wound Man, Brother, X-Files X, many other bands. Mm -hmm. um, Peace Test, uh, which is a 7-inch that uh, Blind Rage Records is putting out. I think that's maybe Trevor's newest project. Um so this is a 10-song release. All of the song lengths appear to be uh, appropriate power violence or fast core song lengths for sure. They all clock in at around a minute or under. Do we uh, just want to play the opening track on this? Dusk, J Street. Yeah, I mean, right, you always come out strong, right? Yep, yeah, one would certainly hope so. So we are going to listen to Dusk, in parentheses, J Street Blues by the band Tourist off of their release, Domestic Scene.
right, we just heard the song Dusk by the band Tourist off of their release Domestic Scene. Nate, what'd you think about that? Uh, power violence directly in line with Crossed Out. For sure. Um, bacon and eggs, right? You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Didn't really stand out to me. I've heard better stuff. Um, would like to see them live. I like the name of the band. The name of the band is ambiguous. And that ambiguity, to me, like that ambiguity when tied with aggressive music somehow makes it a little more threatening. Right. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And uh, I like that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've heard plenty of PV better than that. Um, But that said, that would be fun to see live. I probably wouldn't buy it. If I did, it, it, it would sit in my collection with all the other power violence that I don't listen to. Um, sure. so when you compare it to, you know, other really standouts, not so much, but at the same time, you can't really go wrong when you're following the recipe of, you know, essentially crossed out. Sure. And, and I think it's important to note that that was still extremely competent. Yeah. Yes. I have, obviously I've heard a lot of power violence that eclipses that. Um, but I will say I've probably heard more power violence. That's way worse than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you have to be tight and aggressive. You have to, well, as we said before, have something that people can like latch onto a riff that they can nod their head to, even if it's just for a few seconds, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have something in there that you can latch onto. And that, and, and that had plenty of it. Um, I'm just saying that there's nothing that really separates that from a ton of other stuff that sounds almost identical. Sure. Right. Right. No, yeah. how, however competently played. Right. For sure. Um, it is, it is definitely a, a form of music that becomes at, at its middle tier, which I think this falls comfortably in, it becomes very indiscernible um, from one band to the next. Yeah. Um, to, to put it another way, if I saw that band live, cool. Right. Right. If I saw that band on a show with four other bands that sound like that, I don't even remember their name. Sure, it, right. If yeah. I see that band on a show with a band that sounded like Drug, to- drug Toilet, mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of sticking around for Taurus because it's interesting, but Drug Toilet would be what grabs my attention at that show. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, like I said, uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sameness that permeates the uh, the middle tiers of the power violence genre, and I think this falls victim to it somewhat. Um, but I didn't hate anything that I heard. I thought it was incredibly competently done for sure. It's not offering up anything new. It's not trying to reinvent the wheel. But what it does achieve, it uh, achieves well. Um, definitely, as you said, in the lineage of Crossed Out, I heard some Despise You in there for sure. Um, for whatever reason, I I. That's what I was expecting. I don't know why I was expecting that. I, I have no reason why I could qu- quantify to you why that expectation was in my head, but I just thought, oh, this is probably going to sound like crossed out, despise you type stuff. Uh, and it totally did. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it worked well for me for what it is, um, especially with something like this. You've got 10 songs in as many or less minutes. Um, so it doesn't stick around long enough for me to get mad at it or to get incredibly bored with it. I can put this on in the background and be done with it before I, before I even know what hit me. Um, that said, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that I probably wouldn't pick this up or go out of my way to pick it up. I would probably pick up the seven inch if I booked the band at my house or if I went to, went to see the band and they were opening a show and I had five bucks to spare, but yeah, it would probably languish, um, on the shelf with the rest of my seven inches that, that don't really get pulled out and played that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't have anything bad to say per se, 
but uh, but yeah, it's, it's not it's not super standout for me. Right, and, and we've addressed this before, but maybe maybe that that seems like that that seems mean, you know, or, or like we don't like it. I think we've addressed this many times. Like I don't have to fucking fan your balls, um, right. just because I, I I don't think you totally suck. You know what I mean? For sure, right? And you know that's there, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with liking something just fine. It was indicated to me. Um, that maybe we're mean. What by by whom? I, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> okay, but after the treatment that we gave Nick's last week, um, <laughs> it was indicated to me that maybe we're mean. Huh? And I thought, well, oh, I don't know. I mean, they did suck. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. And like, and and. Uh, you know, but I think it was more geared on like the, 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 the 25 minutes we spent this, I spent disparaging their pictures right. and, um, jumping to conclusions about them. Right. Sure. And so, you know, it was indicated to me that maybe we're mean and, uh, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're mean. Do you think we're mean? Uh, more importantly, well, do you think that I'm mean? So, <laughs> so this this is such a hard question to answer because I think the I think the 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 love language of our peer group is uh is is derision, you know yeah. what I mean? I, there's so much of how we communicate affectionately in group speak is is constant derision, um, not only for one another but towards the outside world, etc. And it's it's. It's largely how we express joy. <laughs> now, now, what that says about the the inner workings of our minds, uh, one can only speculate. And there's plenty of fodder there for uh, for any sort of professional psychiatric analyst. But um, so so you don't come off as mean to me. But when <laughs> I think about how many people think that I am a dick which is a lot of fucking people, like a right. lot, a lot of people. Right. And then I think about how much more intense you are than me. I would say that there would probably be a broad consensus among a particular demographic that we are probably mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think that's, that's probably true. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I just don't think of us. I don't think of us as, as it's hard to think of us as mean because I get so much joy in what we're doing Yeah, that to me, it just feels like joyous revelry. You know what I mean? It it doesn't feel mean spirited because it's making me so happy. But then, you know, there is someone on the receiving end of of what we're doing. So, I mean, the, 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 the lion doesn't feel mean when he's, (laughs) killing an old and firm wildebeest or, or, or taking out like a, a baby zebra. Uh-huh. He just takes joy in the crunching of bones and the rending of flesh, right? He right. is what he is, right? Uh-huh. Um, now, I'm not saying that we are kings of the jungle. Um, and I'm not saying that I rendered, uh, you know, that, that uh, I, I am uh, as uh, unaware as a lion. But um, it was pointed out to me that, you know... You guys, you're kind of mean sometimes, and uh, <laughs> I, I've been thinking about it off and on all week as I just sort of work. And unfortunately, it's keeping that Nick song in my head. 
Oh yeah, it's been popping in. I've I've shown a few friends too that don't listen to the podcast. Um, I showed like I showed Josh and stuff. So yeah, it's been permeating my thoughts as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know. So we're not being mean to tourists when we say it's fine. No, for sure. I mean, I and I think I pointed this out on previous episodes too. If if I say, yeah, that was that was pretty good, you know, I I probably wouldn't pick it up, but I don't hate that at all. It's it's a, a fairly solid, competent release. You have to understand that even that level of praise puts you in the the one percent. You know what I mean? Because ninety nine percent of shit that I hear, I don't even have that degree of affection for. So if I say, yeah, that was that was well done, not not necessarily not necessarily something I'm going to revisit. That means. Yo, I liked this just fine. This this was not offensive to me. You guys did what you set out to do. It didn't blow me away, but it's good. You know, to me, that's that's uh, as lukewarm praise as that may seem to to other people. Keep in mind how how many things we hate. The fact that you're flying in above that bar is 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 a is an achievement. Yeah, and and maybe maybe I don't know. We get the sense. It seems to be that like at least it seems to be that anymore. People seem to like be made out to be softer than they are. Mm-hmm. Taurus doesn't give a shit about what we think. Right. I would certainly hope not. Right. You know, they, you know and, and like, you know, I, you know, some people like you, some people fucking don't. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I maybe, maybe, um, I guess I'm not concerned with, what what uh, I'm not concerned about hurting anybody's feelings per se. I just want to, uh, clarify that, um, you know, I'm not being as mean as I could be. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. For I mean, sure. I, can't, I, I can't, I legitimately can't be mean here. So, you know, just, uh, you know, let's not, oh, fuck it. It doesn't fucking matter. Who, who gives a shit? <laughs> fuck this shitty fucking band. Let's get to the next one. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, so again, you know, shout out to tourists. That stuff was, uh, that stuff was just, just peachy. Um, keep, keep doing your thing. I'm sure a lot of people fuck with that. Um, yeah, let's roll dice. Fuck you. (laughs) What's, uh, what's the dice have to say? One. All right. One is gum. So the band camp is gum, G U M M dot bandcamp.com. The release is piece it together. It is a three-song EP. It was, of course, mastered by Will Killingsworth at Dead Air Studios because who else would have done it? Right. It was I think that I think that right now are we're we're basically just like the free like advertising arm of Dead Air Studios. Yeah, for sure. You know, so when I was on the the that other podcast, the E Word that I guested on earlier today, they asked me if any of the bands that we've talked about on the podcast have later launched to a degree of notoriety and if we think that we've helped at all. <laughs> um, and I was just like, you know, I don't know. Our listenership is is by no means huge, but it's okay. And, you know, the the band that came to mind immediately, I was like, well, I think this band would have would have blown through uh, or broken through and blown people away regardless because they're such a good band. But like after we featured uh, Bloodsport by Protocol, you know, a couple dozen people hit me up separately and were like, yo, I, I bought the seven inch the minute that I heard it. So I was like, you know, I don't, I'm sure that we didn't catapult them to any heights of success that they wouldn't have reached. But at the very least, like, I, I'm sure we've helped some bands move, move a few seven inches for sure. You, you um, hear that protocol? We're directly <laughs> fucking responsible for selling at least a dozen of your fucking records. 
<laughs> That's right. I bought so you... two of them. Right. Well, so one of them and a tape. So right. thank me later. Right? <laughs> so I was going to say on that same tip, you know, maybe we're helping maybe we're helping propel Willie Killy to the the soaring heights of success that he's starting to see. It, it's 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 become one of those things where it's like we're we talk about him so much that we've just inserted his brain and in, or inserted his name into the brain of the hardcore zeitgeist. And, and now yeah. people are just automa- automatically defaulting to him for mixing and mastering services. I think about Will Killingsworth so much, I feel like I know him. <laughs> right? Yeah, for real. I wonder, I walk around like, golly, I wonder what Will's doing right now. I wonder what kind of cool bands he's mastering right now. Right. I hope to never meet him because uh, it can only disappoint the image in my head. Right. Exactly. Because in my head, this dude is just an absolute machine. Right. Working tirelessly to make sure that the young up and coming hardcore and punk bands of today have the best mixing and mastering services that can possibly be offered by a man. Right. And it, it inspires me so much that you and I work tirelessly two hours a week to promote him. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, we're doing God's work, that's for sure. Well, we're doing Will's work, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> so let's just uh, listen to the first song off of this EP. It's just three songs, so okay. uh, I expect Gum to come correct. So we are going to listen to Swallowed Whole by Gum off of their EP, Piece It Together. <laughs>
All right, we just heard the song Swallowed Whole from the release Piece It Together by the band Gum. Nate? Yeah, um, so once again, Gum Keep You On Your Toes. Um, they, uh, they, they write songs, right? Yep, for sure. They're not looking to just completely follow a recipe and uh, put something together. Yep. Um, you can tell they're pulling from different, inf- you, you can hear their influences in them, mm-hmm. um, but they put it together in a package that basically sounds completely original for them. Right, for sure. Um, personal lyrics delivered with uh, urgency, which I like. Um, and uh, you can tell that like, you know, you can tell that there's essentially um, heart and effort to go into writing the songs. That's about yeah. as fucking cheesy a, a phrase as you'll ever hear me say. Um, because uh, I don't like, I don't like, um, I don't like to use the phrase heart and effort, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Right? I, I, I like to think that um, cynicism and uh, rage go into writing songs. But uh, Gum are coming from a different angle. And I got to say that uh, I like it. Yeah, man, it's 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 really good. I was not at all disappointed by this. Um, as you mentioned, you can hear their influence in them, but they don't sound like their influences. Right. Um, you know, the last release that they came out with, I think there was some clear sort of 90s alt influence. Mm-hmm. In this one, I heard a way more overt sort of post-punk influence, um, yeah. especially especially in that, uh, in that intro riff. Um, but... As you mentioned, they keep you on your toes. Um, they get to that sort of bridge refrain in the when coming up on the latter third of the song. Um, that sounds like an inside out breakdown, sure. Um, and then they go right back into like a nice, chunky, mid tempo driving hardcore track. And right. uh, yeah, it's it's really good stuff. I mean, as you said, they write they write songs. Like the craftsmanship here is is high. Uh, these are people who are obviously putting a high degree of thought into what makes a good song, how they can do things a little bit differently while still operating within the realm of of hardcore and punk and playing um, what is, in my opinion, still pretty unrelenting and aggressive music. I mean, this is music that I that I want to go off to. This is the, the, they are a, a, a powerhouse live too. They sound really fucking good live, and they have a lot of fucking energy. Um, I mean, this is this is music you can you can have a fucking good time to for sure. But the songwriting is just is watertight. I really I don't know, man. I don't. I'm never trying to come off as a nut hugger, but I just I, I really can't say enough nice things about this band. I really no, love this band. Yeah, I like this band too. And, and and gums that band that like whatever show they're on because they're versatile enough that they can play with a variety of stuff. They don't sound like the other fucking bands that are playing. For sure. And they're the band that, you know, we talk about tourists, right? Um, perfectly, perfectly well executed fucking PV, but it really is basically a recipe, right? Right. Um, and, um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Crossed Out is brand name Hamburger Helper and Tourist is Kroger brand hum- Hamburger Helper. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, for sure. Virtually yep. indiscernible, right? Both of them delicious. Um <laughs> But, uh, (laughs) indeed, (laughs) um, you know, like gum is a band that you're not going to, you, you won't find very many other bands that sound exactly like this. And so if you want to, you know, I, I I can think of, you know, you can, you can put a dozen, you can put a fucking million bands on that want to sound like minor threat. Um, and it's always, why would you listen to that when you could just listen to minor threat? Right. Or in my eyes. Right. We, Mm -hmm. we get a lot of stuff that, you know, bands are trying to ape like that late nineties, 
uh, revival stuff. And like, why, why would I listen to your, you know, half cocked fucking interpretation of that when I could just go listen to in my eyes. Sure. Um, but you know, if I want to listen to gum, I don't really have a lot of things I can listen to that, that, uh, sound, any, any predecessors to it that, uh, are sort of like, um, a direct foundation. No, definitely. I mean, this this actually comes up with a, a fairly compelling answer to the question: Why should I listen to your band when I could listen to bands A, B, or C? Um, right. They the gum really does sound like gum, which um, I often maintain that there are very few original things that you can do with a guitar and with a general sort of rock band instrumentation in the year twenty twenty. But I think that they get pretty damn close in in all of their efforts that I've heard so far. They get pretty damn close to. Uh, to doing something original, you know, as, as, as I use that term with uh, loosely to a degree, because again, these are all ideas that have been explored um, by other bands in various genres over the years and, and throughout the, uh, the history of punk, hardcore, post-punk and all that stuff. But I really do think it's a synthesis that is very much their own. And I appreciate the shit out of it. I think, I think even if, even somebody hearing this, who this isn't necessarily their speed, I think you would be hard pressed to have a whole lot of uh, bad things to say about this. You know, the songwriting is clearly good and they're very much doing their own thing, which even if you don't like the music is laudable. I just happen to also think the music is, is really good. Right. They're definitely one of the more original things you're going to see in somebody's basement. Yeah, most definitely, and uh, and I think that they they also have a, a degree of crossover appeal where they could play um, they could play the afternoon slot on a bigger hardcore fest and probably pull in some more straight ahead mainstream hardcore fans that weren't expecting to hear a band like this. You know, sure. I think that they they definitely have an appeal that could be more broad than just sort of like the DIY and basement scene. And I do hope that they get the opportunity to play to some, play some of those well, shows because I think they'd go over really well. Let's just put it as it is, right? They are, um, they're putting stuff together for the thinking person, right? Sure. The thinking right, person go. in hardcore, not the knuckle dragging, uh, uh, basically, uh, cookie cutter, uh, fashion diva, but the thinking man's hardcore. That's what, that's what gums writing is the thinking man's and the feeling man's hardcore. <laughs> that, that is true. The thinking man and the feeling man both have a lot to love in gum. Right. Uh, so yeah, I liked that a lot. Like I said, I expected to dig it and I, and I definitely did. I, I, I went into it with a, a certain degree of, uh, you know, I have, I, I always have some reservations when a band that has previously released something I really like has sent something to us because I don't want to hate it. Um, especially when you forged a relationship with the people in the band and you're fond of them. Um, you know, I, I, I was, I was worried that for some, for whatever reason, maybe this would suck really bad and I would have to say bad things about gum, but I was not disappointed. This was really great. So, uh, if you, if you, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to re- check out the rest of this. I don't know what the deal is with the physical release on this. Um, I think dog years records put out their last seven inch. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this has a home for a physical release. I mean, understandably, I think that, uh, there's, there's been a bit of a pause on, uh, you know, probably yeah. labels finding new bands since bands can't really tour and stuff right now. But if this does get a physical release, I would I would definitely scoop this up. And uh, Gum, if uh, I know I know at least a couple of y'all listen to this, if there is a place to get this physically, um, <clears throat> shoot me a message or a text or whatever and let me know, and I'll I'll put it out there in the world so people know. Uh, but on that note, yo, let's uh, let's roll the dice and uh, see what's up next. Alrighty, two. Okay. All right, Damien, you've gotten your wish. We landed on Ask Friends Rust. So Nate 
this is so I don't think you can't find this on Bandcamp. <clears throat> they uh, they went for a more professional rollout. So the oh. song is up from the muck. Um, they have a music video for it that's on YouTube. It debuted on No Echo a couple months ago. Um, you can also find it on Spotify and Apple Music, um, but I don't think it exists on uh, on Bandcamp right now. Okay. Did you find it? I've got it. Yeah. Okay. So I have not listened to this yet. Um, as I said, as I said previously, you know, there was a there was a moment in my life where I liked As Friends Rust a lot. That moment occurred when I was like. 17 18 19 that moment may have passed i'm going to be honest i haven't listened to as friends rust in a very long time um i find myself revisiting bands associated with the as friends rust lineup like culture and morning again far more frequently than i do as friends rust um just more my more my vein musically more in my vein musically i suppose um but this is the uh this is the first song they've released since 2002 so let's see what they have to offer so we're gonna listen to up from the muck by as friends rust
All right. We just heard the song Up From The Muck by the band As Friends Rust, their their first song since they broke up in 2002. Nate, you want to lead? Sure. Um, So that was well-played, well-executed, very well-produced hardcore rock that I hated. (laughs) Right, sure. (laughs) You know, I mean, take it for what it is, right? Um, these guys are better at music in every, in, in every single way than I am. Cause I'm barely even involved in it. I talk shit on people's bands and I play in a couple shitty bands or have played in a couple shitty bands. Um, but as you've pointed out before, I'm essentially a no talent hack. So, <laughs> um, you know, I can't come too hard at people that have been around for like 25 years. Right. But I am going to say that, um, no fucking thank you to that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I essentially feel the same way. Damien, I, I've, uh, I've come to like you based on the interactions that we've had a lot. You, uh, you're a, a Patreon subscriber, so thank you for that. You support the podcast. Uh, you're, a, you're a dedicated to support, supporter of the podcast, and I appreciate it immensely. I appreciate you sending your music in, especially knowing... Um, how we typically react to this stuff because one must ima- imagine if you are as loyal a listener as you claim, um, y- you had to have some inkling of how we would feel about that and you chose to nut up and step up to the plate and send it in in spite of that. So, yo, huge props. Um, that said, I got to mirror what Nate said for the most part. I mean, this was very well executed. It was well produced. It achieved precisely what you set out to do. It was anthemic with singable qualities that I'm sure would get many a bearded, beer-clutching, denim-vest-wearing man hype and ready to pile on reliving the glory days in the front row um, at a sold-out As Friends Rust show. But uh, I am not that man. I am I am not that man, um, and I don't think I'm the person that this is supposed to appeal to. It offered up a an inspiring, hopeful message, which I, I, I certainly can't denigrate you for attempting to do that. It is a laudable, laudable effort. But one, one more thing that, that uh, makes me believe that I'm, I'm not the intended audience for this. Yeah, for um, real. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, hopeful messages, they're, they're, they're falling on deaf, deaf ears here. Um, I am perfectly content to wallow in my nihilism and take great, great joy in it. Um, well, I, I, here's, I actually, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. I I, I never listened to As Friends, As Friends Rust before. I know mm-hmm. they've been around, right? I sure. know that uh, the people in it are pedigreed, right? The people right. that are in the band are pedigreed. Um, I've never listened to the band, probably because when As Friends Rust was sort of like a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I was on a different, I was on totally different shit. For sure. You know, totally different shit. Yeah. Um, you bring up like the the uplifting message and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know, man. I, I've never liked posy stuff. Never. I've never fucking, I've never, ever, ever, ever. It's never sat with me. It always sounds every bit as like, every bit is just uh, goofy and corny as, uh, you know, like fucking hard, like religious shit, right? Sure, right. I mean, I mean, one of the reasons I I never really gave a shit about one hundred and eight was because of the fucking bullshit magic they believed in. 
know? <laughs> that, that's that's your mistake, though, because 108 is fucking legendary. <laughs> I know they're legendary, and I, musically that's fine, but I have a very hard time getting past the uh, what what I can only describe as um, like willfully, like like just like this 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 willful like goofiness and like eschewance of like objective reality to believe sure. in magic right right sure yeah um if it's a man, it's offensive to a thinking uh, to a thinking person for it's, sure. it's offensive it, and it doesn't matter if it's you know i it, it's no fucking mystery that i hate i fucking hate jesus christ right <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, no mystery at all. Like, it's no mystery. I think I've established that. Believe me, none of the uh, none of those other motherfuckers are friends of mine either. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not not to a one of them. Right? I'm right. not interested in the Buddha. I'm not interested in fucking any of them. Right? Muhammad. Right. Um. Any 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 of the fucking any of the fucking bozos from the Abrahamic religions, right? Any of the fucking right. nut jobs from the fucking Eastern religions. It's all fucking bullshit, right? It's all sure. fucking bullshit. Now I'm not going to go off on a rant about how much bullshit it is, but what I'm going to say is like, as so that you you can obviously tell it fucking strikes a tone in me, right? Right. And the posy thing has always struck basically the same tone in me. Right. Right. I, I I I would not say <laughs> I, I I would not say that I would I would not consider myself to be a terminally negative person. Uh -huh. I'm just not I'm just not clownishly positive, right? For sure. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. You know, I try I, I was actually just having this conversation like like two nights ago. Um and, and kind of trying to contextualize that for for somebody who doesn't know me that well that I've been talking to, and I and she was just like, well, you know, if your claim is to be believed, you know, that you hate and hold in 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 complete. I mean, if you truly hate almost everything and everybody that you are surrounded by, you must be a very joyless person. And I had to explain to them like actually no i'm i'm deeply content i'm 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 pretty i'm pretty happy uh i go through most of my days feeling feeling pretty good about the person that i am and and uh and the life i'm living i really feel fine i'm not i'm not miserable to be around um unless unless right. Right, right, you right. can't you cannot handle constant derision of every single thing that i encounter in which case yeah some some people can't can't hang with that but so, but no i i'm not a negative person in the sense that i am like a charlie brown type you know here here's what i like right now uh -huh. we're talking about as friends rust and like you know the music i whatever i don't listen to fucking music that sounds like that right that's like one step away from no that that's not even one step away from like radio rock right yeah it's real fucking close hey good sure. for you like i said well produced well fucking executed well done not my thing right right and then we start talking about the posse thing the, the hopeful thing right mm -hmm. um and like <laughs> that that morphs into us trying to justify how shitty we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, well, that that was well, that was the conclusion of that conversation that I was happen- having the other night, which the person said, "Well, how does that how does that work out with like new people or with dating situations?" And I had to concede that, uh, well, it doesn't really work out. <laughs> 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 it doesn't really work out at all, actually. <laughs> so, so well, there is that. I mean, yeah, but if if it's not going to work out, then it's not fucking meant to be, right? No, for I mean, sure, for you sure. You can't wear a mask your whole fucking life. No, of course not. And that's exactly what I said. I said, you know, people are either down or they're not, and so I just I just present. But you know, to to get to tie it back into the sort of the 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 anthemic positive nature of the lyrics on in in this song i think the other thing too is and again this this might be a reflection on us more than anything else but like it's hard for hyper posy lyrics at least of this ilk um because when when they're like when i hear like gorilla biscuits lyrics i don't i don't think this way because the those were like 18 19 20 year old kids when they were writing that and they may very well have have felt that way but like the world has not broken them yet Right, exactly. Well, believe it, me, I was fucking broken by the time I was 18 or 19. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That was I. But uh but when I hear it in in the context of of this, you know, like older dudes um playing music like this and and delivering a positive message, it just it feels very contrived. And, but it, it it may very well not be. It's just that it's totally outside of my realm of understanding to even imagine that this is a thing that I could write while also being honest with right. myself. You know what I'm right. saying? Like there, there's right. just no way I could imagine being able to churn out this song without having to lie through my teeth and say, everything right. is going to be okay. Don't worry. It's just fine. <laughs> like yeah, I couldn't I mean, deliver that message without grimacing, you know? And it, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't deliver that message in any way. Right, sure. You know, like, 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 I just couldn't. It, it's, it would be like, it would be like um, me trying to write, um, trying to write songs from the perspective of, you know, whatever the thought processes of a fucking octopus are. <laughs> right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like octopuses, octopuses are intelligent, um, by all indication, um, and I'm not. I'm. I am definitely not comparing the dudes and as friends for us to fucking. <laughs> you know, mud sucking octopuses. But, um, what I'm saying is like the, the, that, that take on shit is utterly foreign to me. Right. And, um, it's probably why I don't fucking hang around a lot of people. For sure. Yeah. You know, like, like it's just, you know, I had a conversation with somebody at work, not too, not too long ago. Right. Mm. And, uh, we had this whole, without me giving too much backstory, we had this whole thing about like um, respect in the workplace and, and like diversity and shit like that, right? I mean, it was like right. a three day thing. Sure. And uh, we we were supposed to talk to other people that we work with that we don't really talk about, talk to very much. Well, you know, I'm not fucking volunteering myself to fucking talk to anybody. I, I like the right. people I work with, but like, you know, come on, I'm not fucking, sure. you know, inviting you to my nightmare. Um, <laughs> right. But like, you know, a dude I know, he and I started shooting the shit and, uh, we were like supposed to name some, some like some, because we're trying to think of like, you know, positions of privilege and then, you know, positions where we are, um, like, I guess like, um, the, uh, 
um, like uh, underprivileged group, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, when you look at me, I'm 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 a tall, educated, you know, large, intimidating white male, right? Right? Like I I I have I was dealt four aces when it comes to like the fucking privilege categories, right? For sure. And uh, so, like, I had to think about things that I considered. Uh, what is what we are calling it a power down, um, a, a power down aspect of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing that I, I had to like be honest with was like, I'm a global pessimist. Right. Right. Yeah. And by, by the word global, I mean, like on a grand scale. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I on virtually every scale, I am pessimistic. Right. Anyway, the conversation turned. It was like, you know, he's like, because, I, you know, I manage a lot of folks and I manage like folks that are younger than me and uh, my staff and stuff. And uh, he was like, do you let that like seep out to your, you know, does, do you do you let that sort of like bleed into your relationships with, you know, your your, your staff? And I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Like, right. I, I absolutely keep a, a fucking hermetic fucking seal on that shit around my staff because I get that it's like a fucking bummer. Right. 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 <laughs> like sure. I wallow in it and I revel in it and I laugh at it and I fucking squirm around and squish around in it. And, and, and like, that's a source of comfort for me, but Holy shit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I genuinely cannot understand how somebody can look at anything that's happening and think that anything ever gets any fucking better. Right. Or, <laughs> right that anything is going to be okay other than the fact that if you mean by okay, you live to a reasonably old age in a first world for a first world country um, without like major catastrophe befalling you that you can't make it through. Right. Sure. Like, cause nothing ever gets fucking better. (laughs) You know, on a macro sense. Absolutely not. Like like literally nothing ever fucking gets better. (laughs) Right. Yes. Right? The arc of history is not things getting better. Right. I mean, I mean, even in my lifetime, nothing's ever gotten fucking better. In the past right. century, nothing's ever fucking gotten better. I guess people live to be older and we don't fucking, you know, we don't, uh, not as many of us die hard labor, fucking hard scrabble lives. But that right. doesn't mean that the lives that we're leading now are any fucking better. Right. Sure. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, you know, fuck you. right so uh so on that note i i I gotta say yo as friends rust i i I don't relate to this is it it's definitely not my stilo um but i think you probably achieved precisely what you set out to do and you did it very well and i'm sure people that were uh eagerly awaiting an as friends rust record will be uh champing at the bit to get a hold of this and will enjoy it quite a lot it's just uh, it, 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 it doesn't appeal to me. But well, Damien, as I said, I, I think it's laudable that despite the fact that you probably imagined we would react this way, you said it, sent it in anyway. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I watched it on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as did I. YouTube comments. Everybody fucking loves it, right? For sure. Some people are saying, you know, hey, man, this makes me feel great. One guy says, uh, you cannot believe how much I, I needed exactly this right now. You know, I guess people are having a fucking hard time. And um whatever helps them feel better, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. For me, it's fucking laughing at the void. Um, <laughs> yeah, precisely. Dare, daring it, daring the fucking void to do it. Fucking do it. <laughs> fucking do it. I dare you. 
<laughs> right, exactly. So I think we just uh, we just have a digression, um, you know, in, in in personal philosophy here that uh, precludes us from really engaging with this in the way that you might hope that we would. <laughs> I would. I would have. Here's what I would say to like the folks and and as friends, Rust, um, like Damien. If you were to encounter me, I think you would find me um, an exhausting bummer to be around. <laughs> and probably yeah, really wouldn't really want, if you got kids in a family, you wouldn't want your wife to know that I, uh, you know me and uh, you wouldn't want your kids <laughs> being around because I would just, you know, fucking, you, you would watch them, you would watch them wither, you would watch them wither like grapes on a vine. <laughs> And uh, on that note, let's uh, roll the dice and uh, see what's up next. Uh, one again. Okay, let's see. I have to see how I rearrange this. Okay, one is MS Paint. The Bandcamp is mspainthattiesburg.bandcamp.com. As I said, this is coming from... At least one member of Judy and the Jerks and, uh, you know, the larger Hattiesburg scene. It's a very incestuous scene down there. A lot of these folks play in a bunch of different bands. Uh, Judy and the Jerks shares members with Pleather and other bands down there. And this shares members with those bands, I believe, too. Um, DD from Judy and the Jerks is singing in this band. Looks like the lineup is just uh, drum, bass, and synth with no guitar. Hmm. Um, it is a four song release. I believe that this came out on a cassette, if I am correct. Yeah, this is out on cassette. It is their first release. It's their demo. It dropped in, uh, in March, beginning of March. So let's just go ahead and, uh, listen to the first song on this. They all clock in at right around three minutes long. So we are going to listen to Hardwired by MS Paint off of their self-titled demo. Alrighty. Yeah. 
All right, we just heard the song Hardwired by MS Paint off of their self-titled demo. And um, I got to say, man, I can't even articulate how much I loved that. Like, I like really, really, really loved that. That's one of my favorite tracks that I've heard this year, I got to say. Um, yeah, I, that was not at all what I was expecting. Nope, not at all. Um, I am buying it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that... So, okay. So... The As Friends Russ song. Right. That make me feel good. Right? Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel like uh I'm 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 listening to aliens sing, right? Like different <laughs> thought processes, right? Right. That MS Paint, that makes me mm-hmm. feel good. How do you that not made like me that? feel great? That made me feel great. Right? Like yeah. That I've said before, like with other Hattiesburg stuff, with Pleather, for instance, that that track right there is a fucking is like the first, the first like warm, really fucking nice evening when you can go outside in shorts and a t shirt in mm-hmm. like May. Sure, you know what I mean. The, and totally. the days are getting longer here in the Midwest. It doesn't get dark in June until like a little after ten p.m. Right, you know what I mean. Yep. And so you're out with that sun real low in the horizon. Um, an evening, that warm evening just sort of seems to go on for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. And that's what that song was. Absolutely. Yeah, that that 100% encapsulates that feeling. Um, yeah, man, Hattiesburg does it again. This is so much different than anything I was expecting and somehow so much better, even though I was expecting something really good. Right. It was like... It was like the best parts of that era of the 90s where sort of alt music was flirting with like trip hop and stuff like that. Um, It it was like Prodigy filtered through like a a weirdo punk lens. Mm -hmm. I I, I mean, there were were aspects of it that reminded me of like um, maybe some like Check Your Head Beastie Boys. Totally. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Like the like the funky kind of instrumental jams on that yep. record. Yep. No, totally, man. Um yeah, man, that was just that was so good. I it, it's really rare that I'm like genuinely b- like blown away by how much I like something. It's been a minute since we've heard something on this show where I've been like holy shit that was good, but definitely I, been the best thing I think I've heard since we turned the new year like on the show. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. I would agree with that. And we've, and we've had some, we've had, had a handful of really good things on the show this year for right. sure. You know, that's right. not disparaging anything we've heard. That's just really a fucking cut above, man. That's really fucking good. Uh, D- and it, it, it's so much different than everything we've fucking heard. Right. To- totally. Yes. Right. Yep, it's, it's sure. not, it, it's not a take on like one of the, you know, basically like five or six flavors of punk or hardcore that most people fall into. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yep. totally outside of that. And, and, and I also, I didn't know how I was going to feel about the omission of guitar, but it, I, did, I didn't miss it at all. No, not at all. That bass sounded really good. Yep. Yeah, for sure. The production was really cool too. As like the, like during the, the more versy parts, the drums were really mellow. Yeah. And then when it came up into that refrain, it almost sounded like, you know, you, you mentioned um, like check your head here, a BC boys. I mentioned prodigy. It almost had like a breakbeat feel to it. Yeah. Um, it, man, it was just, it was so good, man. Didi, you, you all killed it on that, man. Thank you for sending this over. This is really, really good. As, as soon as I got an extra five bucks in the bank account, um, I'm, I'm, I'm about to order this tape. 
for sure. Um, yeah, this this was really good. I can't say enough good things about this. Yeah, for real. I would like to see this band live again. This is a perfect fucking band for a basement on like just an absolutely fucking steamy clear night in July. Totally. Yes. You know what I mean? For sure. Where it's it's fucking hot as balls in the basement. Um, but no one gives a shit because the bands are fucking dope. And this is the band that everybody catches everybody off guard. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. This is this this to me, it it just it it has you know, I said this about Pleather too. There's like, I don't know what it is about bands from this scene and like songwriters in this scene, but they really managed to capture this, this like uniquely nostalgic feeling that right. very few things really stir up in me. Very few new things, especially stir right. up in me. Right. Like when I was talking about when we listened to, uh, you know, that, that song wasting time off of uh, the Pleather seven inch last year, how it just like it evoked in me every warm feeling that that a person could have you know it just made me feel like a familiarity that was like incredibly comforting and it was the first time i heard it was like the hundredth time i heard it you know what i mean right. um this had a really similar vibe in that sense it was like at once so familiar while at the time at the same time being refreshingly novel um it was just great man these these kids are are doing really really good things like i can't say enough good things about the hattiesburg scene yeah, and, and this is something that, like, I definitely want to hear more of. I hope that this isn't just a fucking, you know, four-song tape. You know what I mean? Right. That, that's around for, you know, a little bit and uh, yeah. then disappears. I, I would – you definitely at least have to give a full length. I think this – there's enough going on in this that, like, you want to hear what this becomes over the course of a few years. Yes, totally. Right? Totally. I could I could way get behind like a ten song LP of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think if I go on any longer about it, I'm just going to be dick riding this into the sunset. Um. I can like I guarantee said, you that I'm going to be listening to this as soon as we're done recording. As will I. I want to listen to the rest of this tape literally immediately. It's it is so good, Didi. You uh, y'all like I said, y'all really fucking smashed it with this. This is really fucking good. Um. So on that note, do uh do do we wanna do we wanna end it on a positive note tonight? You know, because yeah. there's 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 the risk that if we if we bring something else up, we might we might get something that we really dislike. And uh, you know what, I like I like going out on this on this high note. I no, think it's I mean, I, it, it it sets a good example for our our, our younger listeners. I agree. It's not it believe it, it's it's not all fucking you know barren rock and tempest tossed where I live. Uh, there are rays of sunshine. <laughs> And the for grass sure. is growing for sure. And right. uh, it's, 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 it's bands like MS Paint that really like, you know, drive that, 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 that drive that growth. 100%. Yes. Right. I, I do definitely like to thrash myself and, and immolate myself and um, flagellate myself upon the broken rocks of my mental landscape. But um, I, you know, this is definitely a, a nice change of pace. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Big time. Um, so on that note, I guess we'll just do a little housekeeping, then we'll wrap it up. We got a couple new Patreon donors. We have got Mark Stoutmeyer at the $5 tier. Thank you, Mark. We have got uh, Justin Goff also at the $5 tier. Thank you a ton to Justin. And then uh, we got our uh, our longtime very good friend, Vomex, Micah Jenkins, contributing at the $5 tier. So, yo, Micah, thank you for, uh, yeah, for, for pitching in. It is, uh, it's always dope when I see a friend's name on the list. Yeah. Um, you know, feels feels good to be supported by those you love. Are there um, any phone calls this week? Nope, no new phone calls. Oh, good. Um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So I will, uh, I'll, I'll encourage people to call in. And like I said, if, uh, if I find a way within the next couple of days, cause I'm going to get this edited up tomorrow. Um, if I find a way in the next couple of days to make the bonus ep- episode salvageable and listenable, then, uh, I will put it up. But, uh, if not, I'm sorry to those whose, uh, whose calls sort of slipped through the cracks, but we'll, we'll definitely get you next time. Well, and uh, it might be for the better because we did say some very unseemly things. Did we say some unseemly things? Oh my gosh, dude! All the <laughs> all the different words we threw around. Uh, we used a lot. Of, I think we used most of those words on the main episode of the podcast, man. <laughs> we well, uh, if, especially if you're talking about your description of of uh, various churches. That was uh, that was on the main episode of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not worried about that. I don't give a shit about that. I think right. Churches yeah. are pretty fucking gay, but. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's con- confirmed. You know, I mean, come on, right? Right. Yeah. And whether whether or not you like it, it's it's up to you. I'm just telling. You. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, it's just we we said some uh, pretty uh, scandalous shit, so maybe we shouldn't post it. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not scared, but yeah, perhaps it's for the better. Um, on that note, if you do want to leave us a message, you can call us at two six zero two 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 eight three four one. And I can't promise you with any sort of self-assuredness that it won't slip through the cracks because evidently I'm far more incompetent, technologically speaking, than I ever imagined that I was. Well, here's um, the question. How, speaking of technology, how's the new computer working? Um, so I haven't really used it much yet. I'm not using it for this recording because uh, it's got USB-C ports on it, um, oh, which they- are, it's, it's, the next, it's, it's touted as the next generation. Um, it's, uh, it can support, uh, I I don't know, man, it can support like a higher, a higher power source. Um, there are evidently technological, there are spec, spec, spec advantages to it that I am, uh, not qualified to expound upon. Here's the biggest advantage. Mm -hmm. Plug it in both ways. Doesn't matter. That is true. That is the biggest advantage. I will. I, I can attest to that for sure. So it's got USB C on it, and uh, the mics that we have are not USB C. Um, so we'll have to get a uh, a powered converter. But that said, you know, one of the one of the powered USB hubs is like a hundred bucks, and uh, so we could either get that and continue to record on USB mics next month, or we could just take the Patreon money. Um, you know, order an interface and a couple mics and do an Amazon payment plan and uh, just save ourselves spending the hundred dollars on a thing that we're actually ultimately not going to use in the long run. So that's probably what it's probably what we'll actually go for. So I probably won't be actually using the new computer until uh, you know, for, for probably another month or so. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, I started it up long enough to boot it up and make sure everything was running. I got it. Uh, I got a refurbished model from Apple directly, so there's a warranty on it and shit in case anything goes wrong in the next year. But uh, until until such a time that I need it, I'm just going to keep using old, unreliable. Um, but yeah, on that note, like I said, if you want to call, talk some shit, leave a message, 260-222-8341. If you want to submit some music to the podcast, you can send it into demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to become a patron, you can go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. At some point this week, we are going to record the uh, third and final part of our Deep Moon Family Tree series and uh, then move on to whatever the next Patreon thing we decide to do is. We, uh, we got a, a fair amount of content in the pipe. So uh, if you like what you hear here and you want us to, uh, you, you think for whatever reason you might want to hear us uh, expound upon our ideas about hardcore and punk for uh, 
even more hours. Um, there are hours of content on the Patreon that are accessible to anybody that donates $5 and up tier. Um, Nate, unless you have any parting thoughts, I think that, uh, that, that about does it for the week. No, I'm good. All right, sweet. Thanks again for listening and we will holler at you next time.